Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I am your host, Maria Retan. Thanks for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman. First up, we're going to be talking a little bit about social networking and kind of what what is the latest in Web 2.0 retail from Iconoculture, which is that trend-watching company that I talk a lot about on the show. They're telling us that um, today's consumers are actually clicking together in a Web 2.0 retail world that's encouraging social behavior in virtual shops. Now, I don't know about you. I haven't been on Second Life or There.com, but a lot of people have, and Apparently, you know, there were those original shopping sites like those those sites, and people were encouraged to congregate online, kind of form this um, different world, this virtual world, and spend money. Now, apparently that's not taking off too incredibly well, and um, Facebookers have become fans of retailers, but there's actually very few e-commerce opportunities available out there. And Second Life and There.com, while they still exist, I haven't been this burgeoning uh, huge retail outlet for a lot of online gatherers. Now, the next phase of show, social shopping, according to Iconoculture, is about aggregation. And there's these different sites like Style Hive, Wist, and This Take that may be more of the Web 2.0 that a lot of people have been talking about. And there's actually a newcomer called Fling It Girl that lets consumers chat online about any retail site. So a lot of the users out there on these sites, by the way, are affluent women. Now, the New York Times Consumer Insight and Advertising Groups announced um, just last month the results of a study that for the very first time offered detailed information about reaching those affluent female consumers, and where are they? Now, these are the ones that have this huge influence on purchase decisions. They spend more, they talk more about it. And they're really spreading the word. Well, these are women, by the way, that make at least $100,000, if not more, and they're called, according to the New York Times Consumer Insight Group, marketing multipliers. Now, they have a little bit of different behaviors. Um, they, they not only are in that virtual world that I was talking about just a few minutes ago, but they are more likely to blog or publish their own web pages compared to, say, the average woman out there. And, in fact, 71% of these marketing multipliers say it's important for an ad to be on a website that she considers trustworthy. Now, when it comes to the electronics category, she's five times uh, more likely to have conversations than other affluent women. These are the marketing multipliers. They spend twice as much, and they actually go with family members on shopping trips to advise them on consumer electronics. Now, 
I'm not a marketing multiplier by any stretch of the imagination. I have my husband still program our VCR, but this woman is very comfortable in the consumer electronics realm. She's also really comfortable in the fashion category. She's more likely to spend, um, well, actually spend twice as much as other affluent women on clothes and accessories. And they actually are what, I guess, ads for their favorite brands. Seventy-six percent are asked by others where they bought the clothes they are wearing. So it sounds like these marketing multipliers are the type of women that a lot of companies want to get in front of. They have the money to spend. They're on social networking sites like I spoke about before. And they're actually um, sharing their opinions in a lot of different ways, face-to-face and on blogs. Well, my first profile today is the Kate Spade shopper. Now, this is the more traditional shopper, not necessarily the virtual shopper. She's the average of 35 years old, married, with that three, you know, about three kids, maybe 2.53 kids, household income of about $60,000. She's also very fashion-aware. She likes to be unique. She's very optimistic about life. She's, a, she's really seeking experiences. She wants to take risks. She does things at the spur of the moment, and she has a keen sense of adventure. She loves change. She likes to experiment with new styles, and she really likes to indulge her children. Um, she wants to provide her kids with the things that she didn't have, and she finds it very hard to say no to them. Now, when it comes to brands, she likes Macy's, Kohl's, Nordstrom's, Old Navy, Pier 1, and Pottery Barn. She's driving a Volkswagen, a Toyota, a Chevy, or Saturn. Um, it's cosmetics. is Elizabeth Arden, Max Factor, Almay, and L'Oreal. And for designers, of course, she loves Kate Spade, Ann Taylor, and Calvin Klein. When it comes to media choices, now, she's... Like I said, she's a traditional shopper, so she's looking at a lot of magazines, and she is online, but mostly she's on um, for her kids. So with magazines, it's parenting, um, glamour, in-style, Cosmo, people, good housekeeping, and better homes and gardens. She's watching on cable, Oxygen, HBO, HGTV, and Lifetime. And then at prime time, she's watching Extreme Home Makeover, Survivor, Desperate Housewives, and Access Hollywood. Now, on those websites, she's doing a little MySpace, but she's also going on eBay to do some shopping. She's checking out books at Barnes & Noble, and she's also on Amazon.com, and like I said with those kids, Disney.com. Well, my guest for today certainly knows about shoppers, and she also knows about marketing to those shoppers. Andrea Lernard is an author, blogger, speaker, and marketing expert, and she's going to be on today to talk about her approach to marketing. It might be a little different than you've heard before on the program, but marketing to women, you could say it's the 2.0 version coming up in just a minute when Purse Strings returns. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Dude, fishing in Costa Rica is going to be awesome. Amen, bro. Now that Value Click Media had netted FastClick, we've got one of the largest online advertising networks fishing us for big bucks. You know, while we're out catching snapper. Hey, Steve, you're coming too, right? No, I'm still using BanazRUs.com. I can't afford to be away. You've got to work with Value Click Media. i got this great account manager who's easy to work with, and they have access to the best advertisers and earn me high rates. Don't worry. We'll bring back pictures. Yeah, terrific. Visit Value Click Media now and click on Solutions for Publishers for more details. Value Click Media. 
SEOSeek.com is your one-stop site for everything SEO. From search engine marketing to pay-per-click management, SEOSeek.com delivers high-quality SEO services at affordable prices. SEOSeek.com can help you with SEO analysis, monthly reports, title and meta tag optimization, email support, and so much more. Want to keep your SEO in-house? Let our professional trainers teach SEO to your staff. Get a free quote and a free competitive analysis today at SEOSeek.com. Okay, so you're telling me that if I put the Go Currency Converter on my site, all my international customers can see how much they're paying in their own currency? Yeah, GoCurrency.com has free currency converters, language translations, international clocks, everything you need to do international business. So how does it work? Conversion elves. Conversion elves? Yeah, watch. Want to know what this will cost in euros? Check this out. Listen up, elves. We got one. $34 US. I need that in euros. Now, people. We got it. Put it up there, elves. Wow. Currency elves. Who knew? GoCurrency.com. Free currency converters, language translations, and more. GoCurrency.com. PPC Rockstar. Will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. Live broadcast Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Well, welcome back to Purse Strings. Have you read the book out there, Don't Think Pink? It came out several years ago. Well, I have, and if you haven't, you absolutely should. Today, I have co-author Andrea Learned on the program. She's here to share her unique perspective on marketing to women. Andrea, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Oh, I'm thrilled to have you. You know, um, I, I had your co-author on, Lisa Johnson, um, oh, several months ago when we were talking about the Gamma Women, fascinating, and ever since I've been saying I need to have Andrea on the show, and after reading the book, um, I absolutely felt that you, you had to be on. For those people out there who haven't read Don't Think Pink, um, can you talk a little bit about, about the book? It, to me, I found it as a warning to marketers really not to pander to women, but I'd be interested in, in A, why you, why you felt like you needed to write the book, and really, can you just kind of give the down and dirty gist of the book? Yeah, well, we thought we needed to write the book because what we were seeing, and this was, I think, back in around like 2001, 2002, when we were first doing research, was that any brand that was, or corporation that was thinking about marketing to women just came right out of the gate and thought, you know what, we'll deliver the same product, but if we just put for women in the tagline, it'll be great. Or if we just make the website for that pink and purple, it'll just be great. So we just saw a lot of assumptions, and basically we knew that women were pretty much rolling their eyes at those approaches. So what Don't Think Pink, what I feel Don't Think Pink is about is that women can really see right through that pink wash. Um, And so the core concept in the book is the idea of transparently marketing to women, which means not making it obvious and quote-unquote for women, but creating messages and delivering them in ways that speak to women without alienating men. So when you say for women, uh, if you're a brand, for example, and that's your first approach, and all you've done is paint the product pink, women are going to look at you, like I said, roll their eyes, and probably think negatively of the brand from then on. The other thing about women, as you know and probably all your guests have said, is that they're going to talk about it. They'll tell all their friends what a lame attempt you made at reaching them. So if you think about... 
how a car brand might come out of the gate and assume that having some sort of a spa party event would be the way to get women to buy their cars. I think that's a really uh, stereotyped assumption, and I think that it's going to get women to come to the event for sure, but not much more. Instead, I think the brand needs to speak to a woman's safety, practicality, and utility needs. And if there can be a little sexiness in there, all the better. And and by doing that, men that are interested in that car, for example, excuse me, car, for example, for safety, practicality, and utility, they're going to they're going to be more likely to look at it, too. Um, in the book, we cover six guidelines for transparent marketing, and the three that I talk about a lot are narrowing your focus, narrowing it even more. So one thing that a lot of brands do is, like I said, come out of the gate and think, we're going to market to all women everywhere, and there's absolutely no way you can do that. So the idea is... <laughs> yeah, that's actually you know, the biggest challenge, I think, in the marketing world is how do you drill down to that that really niche woman, the woman that you're particularly trying to reach. And, and I think that's probably the, the biggest challenge. And what you were talking about is just don't slap something pink on a, on a product. I'll never forget, uh, it was probably a couple of months ago, I was reading an article about a, I think it was a gun manufacturer that was coming out with a pink gun. Oh, and I thought, no. That is absolutely the wrong thing to do. Stop right now. That's a horrible mistake. I mean, who, who do you think is probably advising that manufacturer? I don't know. <laughs> and I, I think the, the key that we talk about in Don't Think Pink is that you, sorry, you can't do this without talking to women. You know? And so if you had this great brainstorm around the table about how you were going to do, like Harley Davidson, for example, is so, has been so successful in marketing to women. And so maybe the gun companies were like, hey, let's look at what Harley Davidson's in. They're a traditionally male-dominated industry, and they're doing great. Let's just paint it pink. You know, if you look at what Harley Davidson did, it was much more integrated, and they've talked with women. And I don't think the gun manufacturer who came out with the pink gun talk to any group of women. They might get a couple people to, you know, a couple, a small number of people to buy that gun just for the sake of kind of it's fun or it's a novelty, but there's no way they're going to build a brand for women. In the reverse, Harley-Davidson did not come out necessarily with a pink. They really talked to women, and I I use the example a lot. Within the last couple years, Harley-Davidson came out with a brand that that had a seat that rode lower and some other things that women were specifically interested in, but they did not put that motorcycle on the floor and say, here, go over there, there's the girl's bike. They put it out there on the floor, and sure enough, men were like, hey, I've always wanted a lower ride, and I never knew to ask for it. Mm-hmm. And I exactly, but had you called it the woman's bike, the men would never have even <laughs> considered it. You know, exactly. So, yep. Yeah, very smart. Harley is just hugely advanced, I think, and sophisticated when it comes to marketing to women. That's a great example. Now, I know you you have a blog, um, Learned on Women dot com and uh, a website and a blog and I know that um, every time I go there you have thought provoking information and you're always talking about what's the latest on marketing to women trends. I'm really curious because I find a blog to be really challenging to keep up with on a daily basis. I mean, where do you get fodder for your blog and content for your site? Well, it's interesting that you say one thing that I did right off the bat was not not 
commit in my little brain that I had to write something every day, but that when I was so inspired, I would write something very authentically. So I'm not in any way trying to put things up there. But what I do is read and read and read and listen to NPR, got to say. <laughs> um, any, <laughs> anything, yeah, anything I hear that strikes me, I'll then go to the appropriate sites and learn more. So I am taking in. Um, really, my best sources tend to be Sunday New York Times, business section style, and the magazine. And a lot of times I get stuff from NPR's Marketplace. So along the way, every single day, I'm reading all sorts of newsletters and marketing and advertising stories in a huge variety of places online. So what I think that I deliver finally is the synthesis of all these things I've collected in my brain and then a tweak or a new way to think about how women fit into that topic or how, how they are really behind what's driving it. So I don't go out and go uh, do a Google search on women's products by any means. I look at everything that's going on in the culture trends globally and go, you know what, I see a little bit of a woman's influence there, or I see that this trend eventually will be something that strikes women. And so that's how I do it. So I almost go at it backwards or sort of the reverse of the way you might expect me to. And I find that because I'm looking at a much broader range of information, the, the pieces that come to me that I, that I decide to write about are kind of, they just feel I can be much more passionate about them. And I love mm-hmm. giving a slightly different take on things. Well, and I would say that you also have that 30,000-foot view, too, because your head's not right into that, quote-unquote, um, marketing to women area, just looking fo- solely focused on the women part, but you're looking at the broad advertising and or marketing messages that are out there in the general marketplace. And I think, you know, that's kind of probably where you've come up with your latest, you know, with, with, with your opinion how that's developed over the years that, um, you know, you have this opinion, I think, that marketing to women in what I think we see as marketers, the traditional sense, really shouldn't be even what marketers are focused on. Am I right? You are right. And I, a lot of times people in this industry have been trying to get others to think about it in terms of marketing with women, and that approach I really agree with. But, you, but what happens is that it keeps being called marketing to women. There's nothing that we can do about that. And so it really, in a way, is semantics. And so I think that traditionally, once you mention marketing to women, it seems like the listeners or the readers or anyone you're talking to cannot help but peg that info as for women or something the gals in marketing department can worry about, which really irks me. <laughs> and so <laughs> I'm, on a mis- I'm on a mission against that. Um, one thing I've been doing a lot more lately is talking about gender overall, showing how men are buying more like women have traditionally been doing. They're talk- I'm talking with a lot more men about how they take on marketing to women. So how do these men, when they see these campaigns, feel and what does that make them think? Um, and I'm just trying to come up with ways to get conversations going so that neither the women nor the men in the room are threatened or feel uncomfortable by what's being presented. I, I think that gender and marketing is a fascinating topic. Once you're able to get people really engaged, and I think male-female labels throw a lot of people off when it is actually all about great marketing that serves all humans well. Right, exactly. And I, I think I've heard you even say that by serving the needs of women, you're actually exceeding men's expectations. And, and that's really not necessarily marketing to women directly. It's just good marketing, am I right? You are right. I know. And the thing is, is that we have to position these, these uh, ideas differently to keep people's attention. But if you boil it all down and if you look at the six guidelines and don't think pink, they really are you know, really good marketing 101. You hate to say that, you know, but it really is. A lot of marketing books, even today, are just sort of rehashing and repackaging so that people get 
a new way to look at it so they can get excited and engaged with it. But I think if you look at the six guidelines we wrote about, they're just really good marketing, and they can be applied to anybody. Mm-hmm. Now, and when you talk, you said you're talking to marketers about marketing with women, and you're trying to really educate them on on this process. What are the men that you're talking to saying about this approach? Do they get it? Do they they understand it? Do they are they is it intuitive to them that just good solid marketing is going to appeal to both genders? Or are they still kind of focused on, but we really need to package it a certain way? I mean, what what are they saying about it? Well, it's interesting. I, the men that I'm talking with personally as consumers would welcome kind of an approach that was less, you know, obviously feminine. The men in the marketing field, it's, it, it's interestingly, um, there's been a change in culture, and I think generationally we're going to see more, but they're starting to open up to how, oh, okay, I'm getting it, where if they're, if they're men that have been in the industry for a long time, and, you know, I'm just going to throw it out there, they're 60 years old and they've been in it forever, it's really hard to say, you know what, You've got to step back and look at this thing in a much broader way. They just think, okay, here's the women's market. Women do this. Off we go. That's the direction we go. They do not step back. They don't necessarily talk to women. So as, we're, as the culture is shifting, and I often say that uh, what Dan Pink wrote about in A Whole New Mind, about the R-directed versus the L-directed thinking, really applies here. I think a lot more people have opened up their thinking to that conceptual thing that he talked about, and that is helping business people look at things differently and not have to take this stereotype approach. I also think that generationally, younger generations of men have not grown up with all these stereotypes and assumptions that we all did. I'm kind of at the tail end of the baby boom generation. And so they, in a way, if you were marketing, you know, a product separately to men and women that didn't make any, that didn't need to be uh, marketed separately to women, they would think, what, that company is so irrelevant. You know, what are they trying to say? So I think there's a generational thing going on that marketers have to be aware of. Um, I think if you're holding up marketing examples of really great marketing to women that men might not even know is marketing to women, and by the way, they love the product, would be Apple or American Express. They mm-hmm. really looked at how women buy. They get it, and they aren't afraid, and men aren't afraid to buy those brands, obviously. Yeah, absolutely, and I even buy those brands. Well, we're going to take a quick quick break, and then when we come back, I want to delve a little bit deeper into Apple and a couple of other companies that you think are doing a good job and exactly why you think they're doing a good job. Is it the smart packaging? Is it the great messages? Uh, But we're going to talk about more on that when we return with Purse Strings in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Looking for a new way to build backlinks and traffic back to your website? Then look no further than the quickest and easiest way to blast your article to thousands of subscribers at the click of a mouse. Introducing ArticleSender.com, the world's premier article distribution service. With ArticleSender.com, you can submit your prize-winning piece to thousands of promising publishers and article directories craving for fresh content. ArticleSender.com also provides premium services so that your article is SEO SEO ready. Plus, we provide express editorial review for rush delivery of your submissions within 24 to 48 hours article distribution at its easiest one form one click thousands of results get your free account today at articlesender.com that's article s-e-n-d-e-r.com Susan, you're still responsible for digital marketing programs, right? Right. So your team is responsible for email marketing web analytics PPC campaign optimization and scheduling your point why are you so relaxed 
My team deals with five different solutions, tech support teams, and just as many invoices, and it's making us mental. What is it? Aromatherapy? Acupuncture? Why are you so relaxed? You just have to simplify your tool set and unify your team. Lyris provides totally integrated email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign management, and calendaring functionality. It's all in one spot that provides a holistic view of all your team's efforts. And you get all of this functionality for $299 a month. So with Lyris, one company can do it all. Huh. I feel like I can cancel that acupuncture appointment already. To see how Lyris can simplify your life, visit Lyris.com or call 1-888-GO-LYRIS. Simplify, unify, and increase ROI with Lyris today. When it comes to finding the right customers with the right keywords, all you have to remember is ABC Search. ABC Search is the world's largest privately held pay-per-click network, giving advertisers the best pay-per-click traffic with over 6 billion searches a month and industry-leading protection using ClickShield. Their patent-pending fraud identification software, you can trust ABC Search to deliver the best possible traffic. When thinking about PPC and publisher solutions, all you need to remember is ABC Search. Quality partners, quality search, abcsearch.com. SEO 101 is now in session. Every Wednesday and Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And we're back. I'm joined today by Andrea Lernard, author, blogger, speaker, and marketing expert. And um, Don't Think Pink is the book that she wrote several years ago with Lisa Johnson. Great book about uh, smart marketing. And we've been talking about smart marketing this morning. Um, Andrea, we were just talking about companies that you feel have been doing a really great job at marketing to both both females and males, and you, you named a couple of them. If you could just repeat those again, and then talk a little bit about why you think that they're doing this, such a great job. Okay. I believe that American Express and Apple, those tend to be two that jump out at me. Um, and the reason I think that is because anybody can look at those ads in the magazines or see them on TV, and they're never going to say, wow, this is for women. What they're going to see is, as you noted before the break, they're going to see that there's really attention to the design and the packaging of the product, and that specifically is for Apple, obviously. If you think about Apple, you, it's very, you know, if you think about those people dancing around with their iPods ads or even the new um, iPhones, it's, there are men and women involved and everyone's dancing and it sort of is whatever they're talking about is relevant to both men and women who are hip today, you know, and so I think they get the design and the packaging. I think they get that they're not... They have to be really careful to just show human beings in activity using their products the way they should. I also think that both American Express and Apple use versions of storytelling, and I think storytelling or sort of this narrative of how people use it, the kind of people that use it, um, American Express's ads with those stories of mainly um, celebrities, you know, they've got that, I think Tina Fey is a pretty recent one, either you know, people walking around town and sort of telling why they like New York, like Robert De Niro or Tina Fey in the print ad, just listing out some some things about her, you know, interview questions about her and kind of how she lives her life and why American Express fits her life. That is gender neutral. It's interesting. It's a way of bringing the celebrities down to human scale in a way. There's so much good storytelling involved in what American Express is doing. And I think Apple and a more sort of 
kind of sophisticated, designy way is the same thing. So I think packaging design, the ability to do things and be gender neutral and be really kind of fun and hip and relevant, and that storytelling, I think, is a big part of that as well. Um, there's another brand I think does a good job, and that would be Lowe's. They've been written up quite a bit uh, as far as getting marketing to women, but they definitely they definitely did tons of research with women and figured out how to serve them better with the way things are displayed and their whole approach, but they've not become the quote-unquote girls' hardware store. They've just done a lot of things right, and women find the store relevant, but you do not see only women going in there. Mm-hmm. And I, I think really, um, for me, when I look at the, whether it be Apple or especially those American Express ads that you were talking about, those really resonate with me. And I, I think it's because, it's not because I'm a woman, and my husband would say it's not because he's a man. I think it's because that art of storytelling you were describing really gets at our core human, what, what's, um, what is similar between humans. It's like that, that uh, communal story, you know, the this the joke that everybody gets because we all know someone like that or right. we've all heard something similar or we've all experienced something similar. It's that, that thing that binds us all together as humans or as a community. And I think that that's what's resonating. And they package it up in such a great way, that storytelling or that celebrity that has that common appeal. And I just think it's I think it's brilliant. But I do think it gets at the core of all of us and not because we're a man, and not because we're a woman. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree. I, th- I think it's interesting because exactly what you said, which is it gets to this common ground. And if you, if you, this is one of the things I'm sort of trying to point out overall is that that actually is a woman's way. If you think about the way men and women take on information or communicate, you look at, um, um, oh, what is the name of the book? I'm just forgetting. Um, there are studies that have been done, a sociolinguist has done, oh, Deborah Tannen, did a study about the way that men and women communicate. And she talks about how women are looking first for common ground, and men just traditionally have sort of looked for a status or positioning right when they enter into communication. If women, if you're doing things in a women's way, you're going to immediately look for common ground and find that really um, has meaning for you. And I think the interesting thing is that the Apple and the American Express, they've figured out a way that common ground through the storytelling it actually is something that works for both men and women. It's a woman's way of looking at things and of doing things, but sure enough, men have that in their brains too, and when they see it, they connect with it. They just don't have a lot of experience with it because traditionally it's been all about status and positioning. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Anybody listening out there, there's your, there's your answer. How, <laughs> how companies are doing it successfully, find common ground that resonates with everybody and you're going to be successful. Like, yeah, everybody wants to be an apple, don't you? You know, I mean, oh, yeah. we all want to be an apple. Well, it sounds like to me that you're building an interesting case uh, around kind of the new gender trends in marketing. Are you, are you working on another book there, Andrea? Yeah, I definitely am. I've, there's so much research, and I'm seeing so many things combine um, to point to a new gender-aware marketing that is still women-inspired, but at this point is really speaking to everyone more strongly or should be headed in that direction. So there definitely is a book in there, and I'm working on it. Oh, well, I can't wait. You have to tell us when it's out, and we have to have you back on to, to talk about the book and let everybody know uh, where they can buy it when, it when you finally get it out of your head and on, on paper, which I know great. is always a challenge. Thank you so much for being on oh, today. It was just really great to finally get you on and, and really have a good conversation about how companies can really market to everyone without alienated either men or women, and I think that that is a delicate balance and something that we're going to see companies really struggling with over the next several years. 
Yeah, well, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, for everybody out there who wants to know know more about Andrea and check out her site and read her blog, just go on to learnedonwomen.com, and that's HTTP. There is no www there, so learnedonwomen.com. Well, thanks so much to my producer, George, for smooth sailing on this fine Tuesday, and join me next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern for another edition of Purse Strings. And until then, thanks so much for joining me today. Make it a great one.